0: Hello, and welcome to Roll for Topic. This is normally a roundtable discussion about topics related to running role-playing games, but this week, we are designing a dungeon live on air. Um, I'm Chris Salzman. I'm Andy Rao. And we are joined by our, uh, let's just call them, I'm going to call them fan favorites, but these also might be the the two people most likely to uh, take over the podcast when Andy and I die, (laughs) eventually. (laughs) Uh, So we have with us today, we have John Corey. Hello. And we have Kyle Latino.
1: This is the sound of my voice.
0: Hi, Kyle. Okay, <laughs> hi, John. Um, yes, so uh, if you've listened to Roll for Topic in the past, uh, you will know that we, we try to do these special episodes uh, once a year around the holidays where we design a dungeon and then actually play it on air. Um, and we try to do this uh, as both a fun sort of to do at the end of the year, but also to stretch our creative muscles. I think if we were like really good, we would go back through the episodes and like try to draw on specific examples from each of them <laughs> for this dungeon, um, but that's maybe too much. Um, so we have all been chatting a little bit this week. I promise we haven't been brainstorming too, too much, but we've been chatting about like our general setup for this, um, so we'll talk about that in just a second. This episode, we're going to try to aim for an hour and a half, two hours or so, um, and we're putting it all on the table a little bit. Right. So you're going to hear probably some bad ideas at the start and then some better ideas later on, hopefully, and then probably some bad ideas again towards the (laughs) end. But it'll all come together and it's going to be amazing and magical. Uh, So please stick with us. Um, Okay, so beforehand, I'm just going to go into this. We we decided that we wanted to have this dungeon set in space. Is that correct? Correct. it's specifically the. The idea of sort of like a derelict space station somewhere, does, does that also jive with what we've been talking about?
2: Yes. So we didn't say a space uh, station.
0: Okay. All right. We have the first point of contention. Okay. So let's. Yeah. Let's on that. I... Okay. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, forget <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, maybe, yeah, let's start there. So if we want to, we want to stop this thing in space, and I think we're all interested in that, um, probably because, like, eating ourselves off this Earth sounds really great right now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, what what is interesting about space? Let's start there.
2: So we were, so I was thinking sort of the angle is, there's a lot of different angles to space adventure, right? There's mm-hmm. There's Star Trek. There's yeah. Star Trek the Next Generation, there's Aliens, <laughs> there's yeah. Buck Rogers. We've got both I, kinds of music, Country and Western. <laughs> country and Western. <laughs> yeah, right. There's Deep Space Nine, there's Voyager. Yeah. All those great options. Um but <laughs> but they're very different. So like a, a, a Voyager episode is not very similar to an Aliens movie. And so mm-hmm. do we want a little little more fun or are we actually going for horror? When you say derelict spacecraft it made me think of aliens but there are derelict spacecrafts in Star Trek too it's just they tend to be filled with mm-hmm. silly
0: furry creatures rather than Yeah that's that's a good idea maybe establishing the tone somewhat So um I guess like I'm I'm going to be thinking about cuz I'm probably going to be the one running this thing on air. so I'll be thinking about like the the gameability of it so like horror is a nice you know easiest easy thing to run as a one shot I would say if this is a vibrant space station full of a cast of a hundred NPCs, that's going to make me um a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> a little bit scared <laughs> to run it. Um, but yeah, like, I guess uh, I'm also not opposed to like a, a more happier tone than, you know, cosmic horror. Yeah. I guess, what do you, uh, I'm going to start calling on people pretty soon. Kyle, what do you, what do you think? What are you thinking?
1: For tone? I, I think horror lends itself to adventure really nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And I've ever since uh, John ran uh, Sailor, Sailors Under the Starless Skies, uh, or whatever it's called, for, for the DCC module. Sailors the Starless module. Sea, I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sailors of the Starless Sea. Uh, it was a funnel, and we played it at uh, Roll for TopicCon and yes. it was so much fun. And that has me really thinking about like, uh, yeah, like maybe even like a funnel or at least, yeah, this this Ooh. kind of like horrible thing uh, where people are expected to die like grisly deaths and not have like, you know, uh, this amazing magical item that will, you know, keep the game from
2: being interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, everybody's got a red shirt right out of the gate and yeah. it's just the way it is. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that <laughs> sounds fun too. So are we thinking, uh, you know, what type of sci-fi is this? If it's out in space, it's probably sci-fi. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, to throw out some options, we have like kind of the alien style, hard sci-fi, uh, lots of, you know, realistic looking machines, that sort of thing. Then there's like the d and in space style, like that you can see in Starfinder or maybe like a Final Fantasy type game. Uh, and then there's, you know, like wacky, zany stuff that you might get from like a DCC
0: uh, module. Yeah.
3: Like, do you guys have a sense of what kind of space uh, location that's, we're dealing
0: with? I mean, it sounds like you're asking, is there magic or not? Is that that's sort of the crux of the, the question? And, yeah, I mean, also the,
3: like... what's the tone? Is it cold and yeah.
0: industrial? Is it
3: uh, a setting where, you know, technology and magic exist side by side and aren't that distinguishable mm-hmm. from each other. What's the feel we want to go for here?
2: Well, and I'll, I'll add another vector to that, which is one of the things that makes the DCC funnel fun, and I'm not saying we have to do it just like that, is these are not heroes or adventurers, right? They're yeah. farmers and plowmen and, you know, uh, candle makers. So are these regular <laughs> people thrown yeah. into this horrific situation or are these space marines who's, who are seeking it out? And those are both great and they can both be a good adventure, but they're slightly different in terms of, expectations of how the game will go
0: yeah i think i'm leaning away from like space marine i'm leaning away from like professionals i think like that's not yeah I, I don't think that's not what i'm interested in right now so not not professionals maybe not necessarily like uh fish out of water farmers either but yeah like something closer to that end of the level one level zero I think one of the best you start at the dungeon uh, openings to a
1: movie is in the original Alien movie and Mm -hmm. they're contractually obligated uh, to to go investigate this thing because the A.I. that's running the ship while everybody's sleeping has detected something. And so it's like, yeah, if if like the, the beefiest weapon like that, any of the player characters have is like a hot rivet gun. Or right. something mm-hmm. like that. Like that kind of then, then you're really kind of thinking through your options in a different way. Uh, I, I I think that kind of versus this unknowable cosmic horror, you know, insane androids kind of thing is is a really mm-hmm. interesting tone. Um, but it's also like it's perilous enough to not be uh,
2: too dry. Yeah. Right. But but those characters are still competent, right? It's not mm-hmm. as if they're they're complete buffoons like the characters in Dungeon Crawl Classics. Yeah. yeah. It's not like <laughs> yeah. they could get
3: killed by a door or not, something. Not, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not right. that they
2: get killed yeah. by making a pun. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, I I'm kind of interested in a space setting where uh I I feel free to disagree with this. I kind of like the idea of exploring like an unknown locale uh, how mm. to articulate this. Rather than being in like a haunted house where there's one monster haunting you around. I, I am interested in a setting where there's, there could be kind of a variety of different encounter types. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not just like one type of alien or whatever has taken everything over or everything or the mad androids have just taken over the ship. Like, so is there a way we could, we could have a, a setting that would feel, feel reasonable that there's like kind of a variety of different things going on?
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah no i like that too yeah because i think otherwise then it just turns into a hunt the monster or be hunted (laughs) uh setup which is which is fun but like the the thing that just came to mind was something in space but just off of earth like maybe in between the moon and earth you know something like that um and maybe maybe something like a hotel like a space hotel like oh. that um and then like maybe the characters are like the janitorial staff you know something like that <laughs> like they they have a good reason to be there and yeah. like something has gone wrong um right like so it's, it's less like oh they're stumbling on this thing and it's more like oh we're going to work like we're clocking in and
1: that's this kind is of not right. kind of like
0: the the
1: shining in space It's like they have to go take care of this space hotel in the off season.
0: Oh, nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like
0: get it cleaned up in
1: the the locks. Yeah, because like Mars, like, you know, all the planets kind of get further away from each other. So like it's only when they're closest during the alignments that there's a lot (laughs) of like commerce and people would actually need the space hotel. Uh, So in the off seasons, you, you have to go in there and kind of like clean up after the last, you know, group of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, corpos came in there and wrecked the place.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am down
1: uh, with <laughs> the, the last with group the, of tech the, bros. Ooh, you could even <laughs> we could even awesome. have like some weirdo who's been like he was like he was like gonna get put away for embezzlement. So he just like stayed in the hotel this whole time, <laughs> time and nobody knows he's
0: been there. Oh. <laughs> it's like international waters or something like it. like maybe everybody kind of assumes he's out there, but until he touches back down on Earth, you can't touch him. <laughs> well th- there's a great
2: there's a great opportunity there for sort of a double for for sort of double tension right like so if it's some guy like Kyle's idea of of some mm-hmm. guy who's who's a stowaway basically and weird things happen and you realize it's stowaway but once you find him, then other weird things start happening right so you yeah. you think you've solved it, but no there's really something even weirder going on, and that lets that a mm. solves the aliens problem, which is there's not a ton of n p c interactions. In the film Aliens, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you <laughs> yeah. have regular people they run into, but that's not all there is to it. So, you sort of get mm. two levels there.
3: What would we think about tweaking the hotel setting uh, towards something where we would have a little bit more freedom to make it weird? Um, yeah. I like the i I like this idea, but I'm wondering, like, what if it was like a a rich person, a super a galaxy mega millionaires, you know, yeah. private luxury base or something like that. I mean, that maybe not that, but uh, yeah, like it's like something Jeff where we yeah, we'd have home. a reason to put in like something odd that no sane, you know, hotel would have on its property. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, some sort of um <laughs> I, I do like that, that like a super mega rich yeah, vacation home out in the middle of space. Somewhere. yeah
1: because that's also something that you would have like you know kind of regular schlubs go through and clean up but then you oh, just yeah. check their pockets for silver for silver when they left
4: right yeah, <laughs> yeah right
1: <laughs> yeah
3: so I here's like a, that a, lot, here's a I, yeah go ahead i was gonna say so what if uh so here's a question about kind of framing so this is intended mm-hmm. to be run as a one shot is there a way we could put some boundaries around it like a a ticking time a ticking clock or something like mm-hmm. that to well mostly kind of to help to run it as a one shot where you could have some milestones that are gonna that are gonna happen um mm-hmm. way to drive the pcs to keep moving is there anything that we can do i mean there's there's Ooh. some obvious ones like the reactor is gonna blow up in two hours but you know i'm wondering if we could yeah. do something more interesting Maybe the, there's the ones, or like a their, solar their,
1: flare that's that's on oh, its way or something like that. There's like a solar storm and the shutters aren't closing that would normally protect this thing. So, like, yeah. you know, because that guy's been monkeying around with all the stuff to get like, you know, to filter coolant into drinking water and stuff like that. He's <laughs> he's kind of screwed up the automated systems. And that's what you're sent there to kind of repair uh, and then clean yeah. up the place after the shutters oh. are there. So so there is this ticking clock of like no matter what happens. If we don't cut, uh, if we don't fix these shutters, we're all gonna be fried alive in this giant easy bake oven.
0: Right. <laughs> it's and, and like, I'm, yeah, we had we had a party there last year, and there's a solar fare coming, and I think I forgot to like shut the blinds. You all, you lot, <laughs> go in that spaceship. Go shut the blinds. Well, like, Sir, yeah, it, sure, sure. Yes. I won't get to see my child take his first steps. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It could
2: also be, I mean, in, in seriousness, it could be like we're remotely monitoring the station. There's a solar flare coming in. We've realized there's some repairs that need to be made. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're here. Um,
0: is, is that too technical? I don't, like, I don't know. Yeah. Then you get your hot rivet gun. That's true. Yeah. You've got a reason. Yeah. I, uh,
2: yeah. Another thought I had in terms of framing Andy was, I'm not trying to frame Andy, in <laughs> terms of framing, comma, Andy. No? I'm still <laughs> framing it. Never
0: mind. Yeah, that still um, sounds worse the more that you keep explaining it. So I... um,
2: is that I've been reading this uh, adventure for this game uh, Vasin, which we've talked about on previous podcasts, and one thing they do is like if things aren't happening, here's three things that could happen. Right? Mm. So here's a mm-hmm. list of three rather than have it be sort of a room-to-room dungeon, it's um, they you know uncover the stowaway. That's thing one. Thing two is they hear a weird mechanical. Sound. Like I don't know what all the things are, but but the framing could be what are what are events that could happen, and we could combine mm-hmm. that with with a clock style from Chris's favorite game Band of Blades, and those two things could be interlocked, right? So when they find the stowaway, you tick the clock, right? When they find <clears> the <throat> first tremor from the from the solar flare, you tick the second box, you know. Does that That's make really any sense Am my babbling? Yeah, so it you does, yes. could so we'd like only that. ever do
0: like 10, 10 things in there before the clock is filled. Um,
2: I mean, it's a one-shot. I'm a big fan of six. Yeah. If you're feeling ungenerous, four.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like the idea of like events that are planned out to happen, like after and every 10 minutes, the GM checks, a, checks one of the spills in one of the pies on the the clock or whatever, and then yeah. sees if an event is listed as happening at that point.
0: Um, yeah. The, um, the, um, curse of straw game that I've been, uh, but <laughs> still halfway through at the time of this recording, <laughs> there's a real, like a real world clock that's running. So they, you just, you hit start on a timer and no matter what's happening at one hour, straw, gives a little speech, does a little thing, disappears, um, right. So like, and that's been pretty effective cause like it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily impede what the, the players are doing, but it does create fun emergent gameplay. <laughs> cause if, if Strahd shows up in the middle of a fight, right. Or like in this derelict space, um, vacation home (laughs) uh yeah yeah, like if they're if they're trying to find they're finding the stowaway and then minute 15 ticks and a solar flare like shoots out like yeah lots of lots of interesting things could happen
2: plus you've got the time built in with the solar flare right so yeah you could have it it it, it seems to come sooner than expected no it's just a minor precursor like you could play with Mm -hmm. that a little bit right um yeah you know have their have their ship blow up or have their ship be damaged there's a whole we could make a whole list of Things that could happen as they proceed through the station as timer things. Mm -hmm.
3: So let's nail down. So let's try if we can quickly nail down. So, why are the PCs here? What happened here? And what's the general timeline that they're on? I guess, and we can do that in whatever order. But so, what happened here that prompted the PCs to get sent here or to stumble across it? And we're thinking they're kind of whatever, they're maintenance type people that are being sent here. By their mm-hmm. bosses or something like that to check this out is that what we're thinking All right so yeah what yes. what alert went off on some corporate screen that they're like oh we got to send a, a crew of cleaners up to this place
2: uh, that the the automated um protection system for the solar flare failed to initiate so we've got to get in there and activate it uh before the solar flare comes so the, okay. the
0: goal is to make the station safe from mm-hmm. the solar flare I think can we make it like that be a, a secondary problem that's like immediately obvious once they get there? Okay. i think I think I like the idea of doing the setup such that like you hate the guy that owns this place. like like your crew is just like, we have to go back there for this like so something that's pretty low stakes and then you get there and they realize, um like, oh, if we don't do you know X, y, z, then this whole place is gonna blow. And then we're out of of job or we let it happen and it's great. And we screwed this guy over, right? Like they they can make that decision then. Um, Sure.
3: So uh, could it be something like retrieve retrieve this thing I just left last time I was on the station? Well, you wouldn't need a whole crew for that. You would need a maintenance
1: crew to solve some kind of failure or something like that. Maybe it's like, uh, oh, ooh in uh uh like update the firmware on the AI
0: <laughs> what if it's no, like update the the living room decor, like even taking right. a step back from there so then oh. your characters you could have like an interior designer, you could have like a That's really step. good yeah, they're getting yeah. ready for a party,
2: right yeah, and you've got to go there. It's right before the holidays mm-hmm. and you, It's like a <laughs> New Year's party, but you've got to go on Christmas
3: to get it all set up and you really yeah. love that that is a good that is a good one yes okay so they're okay. being sent in to uh to redecorate or to prep the station for a party or a big shindig that's coming up soon right yeah and yeah. that can be part of the time pressure might just be like you if this isn't ready at midnight you're all getting fired yeah. or killed or something like that and, and yeah, like we we've thrown out some like... oh, go ahead.
2: Well, no, we've thrown out some good ideas about about why everybody hates him, but maybe that's a question you ask at the beginning. Like, like yeah. maybe you ask as a as a way to to create bonds with the char- characters. What are you missing to do this? You know, son's birthday, uh, you know, wedding anniversary, whatever it is, hmm. um, and then that can become a way to to build cohesion and depth with the, with the team. You know. Oh yeah, I, really, I like yeah, that like, a lot. yeah, what, yeah, and that, that could just mean? come yeah.
1: pre-populated on on the character sheets as well. Uh, yeah, uh, but I, I like the idea of, of, asking players as well. That's, that's a really good idea. Yeah, so good. when think, they get um,
0: there, Andy, just real quick on, on yeah. that. note, so like any, you and I had talked like a bit about doing some pregens for this. Yeah. I think that's like just what Kyle was saying. That's an excellent way of doing it. It's like, yeah. you have like your, your role and then just, here's the thing you're missing. <laughs> here's mm-hmm. the thing you're missing. I think that gives you a lot of information about a character with, with minimal, um, yeah minimal lines (laughs) yeah i mean i like to that's the way i like to do a lot of pregens
2: in in conventions and stuff is give them all the stats right um but you know they get to name them say what they're wearing and say what they're missing you know from for this Mm. and then you've you've built Mm. a character and without having to do the math
3: i like that too so i'm eager to get on and start describing this place but um what if but there's one more question so what generally are the PCs going to find when they get there? Because obviously, if they get there and it's there's nothing wacky that has happened, it's going to be a short, boring adventure. Yeah. So when they get there to, to to decorate the place or whatever, what has gone wrong since, since then in the time since someone else has been on the station? Okay. Well, all the robots, wrong. all the cleaning robots are broken down. Yeah. So like they have they immediately
1: realize they have a ton more work to do than they thought. Nice. <laughs> but it's also yeah. adds like this creepy like, wait, why are all the robots dead?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's uh let's go around, let's each do one idea, maybe we'll do a second round. Okay. So Kyle's idea was cleaning robots on the fritz. Um, John, what do you got?
2: Uh that where they walk into a kitchen or a or an eating area and they see a, <laughs> a meal set to be eaten. could even still be warm and Ooh. there's nobody around. So somebody's broken into the food stores. Maybe they left the fridge open and ruined food, but somebody was just about to eat and it could be our, it could be our stowaway or it could be something else. We can figure that out, but that's, that's what I think.
0: Andy, we got
3: Uh, kind of similar to John's. I was thinking maybe a, a crew of pirates or something like that has just landed on what they think is a, a empty and vulnerable station and or uh, all on oh, site so like good. looking for that's, that's yeah. coen Brothers
1: stuff right there it's just like have a yeah. completely different movie crash into your movie <laughs>
2: yes <laughs> this also creates um, an interesting tone because pirates can be scary and they're certainly maybe meaner than our than our crew and then that then that, that leads into uh, oh anyway anyway i'm gonna we'll keep going yeah, yeah, what do you got chris
0: yeah, and yeah chris uh the the thought I had was um you you arrive and there's a second vacation home docked next to the the first one and it's like the whoever owns the one that you're going to it's like his rival has has shown up for some sort of like rival party um but that idea I think is fine but I like the idea of a uh, pirates <laughs> pirates being there I'm always up yeah. for pirates yeah so that, I mean, that definitely pushes it in a, a direction I would say that's a little bit more combat focused. Um, although, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be. But I think we just we need to s- decide that probably pretty soon whether this is going to be something that can solve solve with combat more, or is going to be more of like a, a puzzle puzzle vacation home.
2: What I think is is there's a potential for combat pirates versus friends but then they realize there's another menace i'm still stuck on this there's an actual alien menace thing which we may or may Mm -hmm. not want to go with but i feel like that's the that's the next level
3: yeah i like the idea that the you know i don't think it sounds very fun to me that the pcs just get in a big firefight with a gang of pirates but more that the pirates are a tool the gm can use to throw into encounters just to complicate them Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because maybe the pirates have split up, you know, maybe there's as many pirates as there are PCs and the pirates have split up just going through uh, searching around for something and the GM can throw one into an encounter if it seems like it would make it more interesting.
2: Like 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 going back to the concept of the list of things that happen. What if
3: they're crypto
1: pirates? (laughs) They they haven't come for like statues and stuff. They've come
0: for Bitcoin.
3: So they have like a bunch of
0: thumb drives. (laughs) nice yeah they've come to, they've come for something that does not impact the the party at all like right. well, the party that's going to get thrown and then the party who you know party of um, characters. Yeah. So it's like do you just let them do it, you know, or yeah, or what? Like, and they they can get in the way for sure. But like maybe yeah, they're they're looking for. It's yeah, a crypto. it's a social
1: encounter. It's like you know, it's like yeah. how do you deal with this? Do we sneak around with this? Do we mm-hmm. do we do we think we can get like a bonus if we turn these guys in? So like don't you know, make them yeah.
2: immediately hostile and sword wielding, right? But yeah, they yeah. can look like tough guys, but that but they're not like pirate pirates, right? They're they're yeah. thieves but they're i think not it like... might be
3: fun to have just different personality types in the pirate crew yeah um, yeah. yeah uh fitting those different descriptions yeah I mean, like the okay. the
1: crew the crew from Die Hard. you got like the nerdy one you have like yeah the, the stoic one you have like the hot head uh, yeah. and that yes. that'll really like depending on which one you run into in which you know which situation It'd be really handy yeah. to have a map to keep track of where everybody is and all the it different pirate sure, personalities. Sure would. Yeah. It's a yeah. great
2: idea.
0: I wish we knew somebody. i was somebody. just
3: thinking,
0: <laughs> I want to just play Alan like Rickman as like a, a pirate, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So I should say, uh, you know, by pirates, pirates could be a lot of things in this kind of context. Mm-hmm. It could be yeah. a gang of uh, schlubs hired by a rival, you know, to go in there and just mess the place up or plant some... Plant some bugs in the system so that the party will go off badly, or mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it don't it don't have to be you know like our pirates uh, with their pirates. Yeah. ship, although <laughs> but, you know that's certain fun. That's certainly fun too. So they
2: they also narratively provide two two things, right? Like going back to the concept of the countdown. Like the first countdown step is there's another ship docked at the house. That's one, mm-hmm. right? Two is like maybe the first pirate you run into is dead. Right. Or maybe the first part you run into is screaming, running through a door and there's something chasing him. You know, like there's, that, that creates opportunities for for basically having red shirts for our red shirts so that they can get <laughs> narratively figure out what's going on without having to uh, to all die. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's super smart.
3: Yeah. I'm reminded um, of video games that like when you go into a room and there's like a trap that they'll have. You'll go in just as one of the enemy goons is like cut apart by the laser trap. And then you're like, okay, now I know where the lasers are. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, (laughs) well, let's keep the pirates kind of in the back of our mind as we map this place out. And just Mm -hmm. if it seems if you see a good opportunity to entangle the pirates in whatever we're talking about, just speak up, I guess. Um, Otherwise, they can they can always just sit as like kind of a resource for the GM to haul in on the fly Mm -hmm. as needed. Should so we, shall go we start yeah, go ahead. one more go time?
1: Ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, because because, like, you know, we've we've gotten some pretty good, solid, like obvious ideas, but we mm-hmm. haven't gotten to that weird stuff yet. We haven't gotten yeah. to that, like the like space adventure stuff. So I think maybe we have just some really quick bad ideas.
0: Yes. Yeah. Go for it. I'll go get them all out. <laughs> got, I'm loaded with it. uh Yeah. So okay. I'm going to keep think... you to one. <laughs>
1: okay. I think there's some kind of uh, uh, test test signal uh, to actually like uh, commandeer people's brains that this guy has been working on uh, Mm -hmm. to to like rob his own employees of free will. And that's that's like that can create like this psychopath killer kind of in slasher movie in space situation.
0: Nice. We are all is is the are the characters infected with this i mean
1: them? i think maybe the pirates go in looking for looking for whatever they mm-hmm. can steal like industrial espionage style and one of them accidentally flips on some like snow crash screen and goes uh, okay. nuts
2: okay <laughs> all right Done. uh so there are um live plants on this station and in one room or in all the rooms your choice the plants have grown like crazy they're they've like unexpectedly like infested the entire area and it's like a jungle in this room for no immediately apparent reason and i, like uh, I don't know what it is alien parasite there you
0: go yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh andy what do you got um
3: uh, so like
1: cultivating plants from mars like an old genome found in some mars mud
0: oh, bango, yeah. bango, so,
1: move
3: on <laughs> oh nice done <laughs> this might be a little tricky to pull off if it's in like earth orbit but uh, what if there's something like an environmental, a an environmental challenge that comes and goes? So like, whatever. Every thirty minutes, the gravity reverses, or nice. you know, just yeah. uh. Yes. What if there's either due to a broken something is broken in like the environmental controls at the station, or if they're out in like deep space, you know, like there's some sort of whatever. Every thirty minutes, it circles around and faces the sun and the temperature goes up by 75 degrees. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, when the GM rolls a D six, every time a tick goes in on a six, whatever the environmental
0: problem is triggered. Yeah. Nice. Um, the, the bad idea I had was uh, there is a, there's like a door in the, in this place that when you open it, it actually is just like a, 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 a door opens on earth. Right. Like, so there's like a, a easy way to go back and forth between the two, but, like you're not allowed to use it. You have to take the spaceship up and down, but like the, the guy that owns it has a door that he can go through. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just really hate this guy. I don't, I don't even know who he is, but (laughs) he's on my bad side. (laughs) Should the adventure open with the PCs,
3: you know, getting off of their ship and in the station. Uh, One thing I was wondering if there is a way to present a choice right at the beginning to like let the PCs maybe pick, I don't know. Do you go in? Do you do you dock on the main, the main obvious docking port, or do you go around and dock it like the whatever the maintenance mm. port at the back? And like, I don't know. Is there a way to introduce like a choice that the PCs could make, or do we want to just start it off with a bang? They're in the ship.
2: If we were to do that, which I don't think is a bad idea, yeah. it could be you th- there's the main dock there there's there's a ship already docked which you're not expecting you could also dock there or there's a maintenance dock that you could use and that would be the choice so that so that they start with something tense that impacts their decision so it sort of accomplishes both of those things
3: yeah whatever yeah. whatever we choose i would want it to be something the pc's decide really quickly at the beginning you don't want it to be a really drawn out role playing encounter like Where they're scanning and making all kinds of roles, just like decide, right? Which, how are you going to approach? Maybe, maybe the shuttle that they're on is automated.
1: So they can reroute to a different docking bay, but they can't, they have a choice of docking bay, but they can't go home.
4: And the solar storm is already
1: bad enough, they can't call home either. So they have, they have two choices and that's it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, actually, that's great. So what are their two choices and how will, the two choices, like, kind of meaningfully affect the experience they're going to have.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we know that quite yet. Okay. Um, but I mean, I think what what John was saying is interesting, right? So, like, maybe the the pirates are at the maintenance dock or something like that. So, if they like, yeah. you're approaching you're approaching the main dock and like the first decision is, do you want to dock here or there's a maintenance dock on the other side? Okay. Um, yeah. you know, and you, you choose one or the other and you can't go back, you know, like you can't go back to the main dock if you choose the maintenance dock.
3: I kind of like that because if they, you know, if they choose the pirate, if they choose the dock at the main one, that suggests they're going to have like kind of a lot of social encounters up front. But if they choose the yeah. back way, they might get to explore around a little bit before they mm-hmm. blunder into, uh, whoever the pirates are. You could always have, you know, maybe,
1: yeah, yeah, and then, you know, maybe somebody has, um, maybe somebody could roll, like, to see if they recognize the markings on the ship and realize, like, oh, this, this is filed off its, like, VIN number or something like that, so it's, (laughs) like, it's clearly, it's clearly pirates, you know, but it's, like, you, that, that I think would, that moment, that decision where they have to, it's the tro- trolley problem. It's like you can only <laughs> switch to one of the two tracks. <laughs> yeah, one track has sometimes. one track has monsters and one track has pirates.
3: <laughs> I I like that, yes. And we should establish up front, I mean, they're just on like a shuttle. It's not like a ship with guns and stuff like that, I'm assuming, right? right? right. Because we don't want them like uh, going way off script here right at the beginning.
4: Yeah, yeah I it's think an
0: automated show. We're assuming a level of technology that like this this ship can fly itself, right? Like so you yeah. the ship can take us from Earth to this back. You know, it's an I think, autonomous. I think here. like the
1: yeah they have they have some like gardening equipment for the plants. So maybe somebody has like one of those like topiary like mini chainsaw clippers or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and that's like that's like the most hardcore thing. It's like this battery powered like. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Uh, um, that's really fun. I'm trying to think like the interior decorator, like maybe there's some some sort of like future tape measure that like actually shoots out like a laser beam that can (laughs) can, blind someone. You know, I think we'll want to have some clever, clever options for um, items and materials and stuff that they can use. Because right? yeah, like so if they're redecorating, I guess I, I'm thinking that 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 ship is gonna have them in it in an uncomfortable position and then some sort of trailer in the back full of like sofas and and other stuff right um like that. so they will you know they're gonna have to unload it, right. like they're gonna be part of part of what they have to do is unload this thing um or then that can also be where any anything useful um for the rest of the adventure <laughs> it just happens to be and,
3: and, yeah, and whatever might they might have been can set find up, on I mean, the
1: pirate ship too yeah
3: was that? And this this place will have a version of like a storage shed you know i mean yeah. it might have been set up like yeah use the the mower the lawnmower is already up there you know yeah. when you get there go to the storage shed and that's where you'll find your whatever your hedge trimmer and your you know yeah. your oh crowbar. what if this
1: what if what if this uh, this horrible person is like he's one of those like white dudes that dresses in kimonos all the time. And he yeah. has like a set of swords up on his mantelpiece.
2: Yeah. But they're all yeah. really cheap and you don't know that. To the yeah. Point yeah. yeah.
0: They're stored Sorry. upside down, right? He's got the blade side down. <laughs> yeah.
3: That would be great. Okay. Be so great. let's start uh, talking about this. And if I can encourage us to like, let's remember to keep tweaking it in the direction of interesting it, we want this to be an interesting map to explore, right? Like, right. so uh, let's let's tweak our ideas in the, in that direction of like slightly offbeat or or interesting, and we'll justify it because it's a it's a crazy mega bazillionaire crypto
0: bro uh, who yeah. just. <laughs> built whatever he wanted and no one said no to him so can we can we like yeah crypto bro for sure like that, that's bro. that's the angle like yeah okay <laughs> um i like that a lot uh so kyle i actually have a question for you so you're you're sort of uh i mean you're the mapping expert here <laughs> um is it better to come up with a collection of ideas and then put them together later or to come up with rooms as we're moving through this thing
1: it absolutely is a good idea just to make a list of rooms. Yeah, uh, okay. Like I, if I was going to run this as a one shot, probably what I would do, I would I would I would actually just put something together like on on, on like a Google Slides or something. Yeah. Just with a bunch yeah. of boxes and hallways and, and, and paths through it. This is something that I learned from um, the blogger, the Alexandrian. He has mm-hmm. this really wonderful technique for coming up with great ideas and he calls it Goblin Ampersand. Okay. And it's like you never run into just goblins. You run into goblins that worship carrion crawlers or you yeah. you run into goblins that, you know, uh, that all have, um, you know, parasitic deer antlers or something like that. It's just like <laughs> it's always like you start with the familiar thing and then you add something to it. So it's just like, yeah. you know, this. Uh, you know, the, the living room isn't just a living room. It is a living room and robot aquarium. You know, yeah. it's like that automatically. It's like, oh, now we're in a, an eccentric millionaire house in space. Yeah. It's got a it's got an android aquarium down there. Like, yeah. android mermaids. Okay. Let's do
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I agree. I agree. we We should make a list of rooms and a list of potential encounters first. Mm-hmm. And then see how they naturally fit together. And in fact... Uh, as the zero prep jam, I'd stop after I made the list, and then. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why don't we go around and just like we did with the ideas, and let's let's each get a chance to throw out like a like a room that we would expect to find in this setting, and then we can take the ones we like and flesh them out, and we can just pretend that we never said the bad ones. Oh yeah, <laughs>
4: That's
3: good. We are recording. All right, so... <laughs> Yeah. Yes, uh, uh, Kyle. Do you want to throw out a an encounter or a location? Well, I mean, the
1: living room with the android mermaid mm-hmm. uh, aquarium is it was my idea, uh,
3: but uh, that's fine. Okay, uh, Chris. I see Chris writing this down, so that
0: can be your idea. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he is like showing his hand. He does not like the living room. With <laughs> uh, don't,
3: don't. No, that's uh no. That is not. Uh, I am attempting okay. to uh, avoid putting Kyle on the spot to come up with a second crazy idea in a yeah, row because that's, that's fine.
0: That, I think that's we'll
1: do we'll do another lap, right? Like, oh, yeah, we'll do, that's we'll fine. Do, this is the first lap.
3: Right, okay,
0: right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask like a, a nuanced question of all of these. Cause this is, I feel like I'm I'm good on good about this. Okay, so this living room with the the, the aquarium with the robots. Um, how? Are there like lots of places to sit to look at the look at the robot aquarium, um, is like or, are, or is everything like turned away from that and it's just sort
1: of a, oh a I was thinking the aquarium kind of weaves through the floor and up the walls and stuff, so there's really no okay. way you can go in this room and not see the android
0: mermaids. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's like an old trapper keeper in there. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Lisa Frank just vomited all over that living room. All right. John, what is your encounter or room?
2: Uh, my room is uh, one of the bedrooms, the big master suite, okay? Um, has a uh, gigantic bathtub in it. Okay. And the water in the bathtub is both frozen and black.
0: Oh, Okay. <laughs> very good i do not like that um is there anything inside of the water
2: um you know and i'm not sure yet i think we could keep tweaking this but i think maybe there's an alien inside the water um, okay or some sort of spore or like the x-files black goop alien or something (laughs) sort of kind of amoeba or something could be in there yeah yeah some non-human Alien parasite. I keep thinking like it'll be like the um, the star monster in the latest Suicide Squad movie, but something like bizarre okay. or or um, unexpected, non-human, non non bipedal. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe there's the blob, okay. like literally the blob is yeah. is and he has he prefers a different environment. So he froze the water. If you break open the water, out comes little little ovipositors or whatever and and attack you. Okay.
4: Yeah,
3: I yeah. like that idea of having just, like, that's really unexpected, you know, uh, like a really, I don't know, I think that's kind of fun to throw that in there. It feels very random, but in a good way.
2: Yeah, oh, that's yeah. my all right. it's, it's my middle name, very random, but in a good way.
0: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> is it hyphenated? Oh,
2: it's like a hashtag, It's just all oh, runs exactly. together, it's weird. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, Andy, what is your idea for a room uh, encounter? What about some kind of a game
3: room, uh, like a cross between like a laser tag arena and like the hollow deck on a nice. Star Trek okay. ship? I mean, any any kinds of shenanigans could happen there. I mean, an obvious one is like some, you know, it got set to kill, you know, or something like that. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, maybe there's drones or robots in there that you're supposed to shoot with your laser tag gun. Um, Okay. yeah something like that
0: is it I mean is this like a it's bigger on the inside sort of scenario or is I it like think
3: I think so like size? I you know what I'm thinking like you know the sort of person that buys the latest like prototype VR setup or chamber or something like that like uh, it's like a fancy, yeah, like a holodeck type of uh, thing where it could be programmed to reproduce, like, a lot of different types of environments, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly. We'd have to, we'd have to.
0: Oh, no. I like that. In a, a little bit of a picture of this, of this, um this guy, I think to give them some nuance, he doesn't make any of this stuff. He just acquires it right like so it's very different like that the holodeck thing like he didn't make that or like you know hack something like that this off the shelf you know or paid paid someone lots of money for it right um yeah i think that'll come into play like throughout Um, okay that was what i thought uh the the room i'm thinking about is uh the kitchen is um to his specifications, modeled exactly on like a um, 18th century kitchen inside of a castle. So like despite nice. it being like you know hyper mod, like you know far future times, like he demands that his staff cook in like the this like antiquated technology. So like you walk and you like you're walking through this giant cool space station, everything's sleek and all that, and then you walk into like a stone, <laughs> you know stone kitchen. I love that. <laughs> Low ceilings, nothing's ergonomic, that sort of thing. <laughs> All right, let's keep going, Kyle. What do you got? I think
1: uh, the computer core is in the middle of a topiary maze. Okay. <laughs> he's he's just he's he's just done this thing where he's just like, well, I only had so much of a footprint to to have this stuff, and we needed a computer core, but I also wanted the topiary maze, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. No. Spared no expense. Then addition to that, there's like a, it's not like a, a ballroom. It's like, um, it is like a ballroom. It's a place where you could dance, right? And whether yeah. you want to do disco or ballroom dancing. um, So there's automated music there that can be programmed. And then there's Android dancing partners. So if, Ooh. if it's an odd man out or a situation where somebody doesn't want to dance with somebody there, they could dance with an Android, which of course, have become homicidal for
3: some reason. Oh, yeah, naturally. <laughs> yeah. Um, the twist I, the, is that they're not homicidal, actually. The twist is, <laughs> surprisingly, they're just
0: there to dance. Um, that's yeah, the twist. <laughs> they're very good. Um, I'm thinking about like uh, what was like Showbiz Pizza, like those animatronic. Yeah, like an animatronic band. The Freddy's situation here.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, it Andy, would be oh, cool yeah. if they were all, like, pat- patterned after, like, whatever movie stars were popular when this guy was growing up. Yes. Oh. So, like, you do kind of get this weird, like, you know, and the Uncanny Valley, you know, Lucy Lou starts talking to you and telling right. you she wants to dance.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just like thinking a, about, like, yeah, like patterned after historical dance, old dancers. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead.
2: I liked your idea better.
0: Yeah, so what was that?
2: It was like a wax museum, but with dancing androids.
0: Okay. <laughs> nice. I that's thought that's what you said. Help. I just wanted to hear, hear you say it again. <laughs> <laughs> a wax museum with dancing androids. All right. Um, Andy? Yeah, what about some
3: sort of a, an animal preserve? Like, imagine, I imagine this sort of person who, like, just acquires exotic creatures. Like, he doesn't know or care about, like, you know, their ecosystems or how to, he just, and he plops them into his, uh, this animal preserve. So maybe, depending on the setting, he's got crazy alien specimens from around the galaxy, or maybe they're Mm -hmm. mostly Mm -hmm. terrestrial creatures. And maybe they're just uh, there for this one encounter, or maybe they're linked to, like, whatever the black goo is, or... You know, maybe they're linked to something more serious that's going on.
2: I mean, the, the opportunity you've just created here is to let us do whatever we want, wherever we want, right? Like, like maybe the problem is there was this. This is so good. There was a, there was this, you know, zoo basically, and the pirates broke in and they unleashed a couple of things they shouldn't le- unleashed, and that's the black goo, and that's the mm-hmm. the alien that is going to chew your throat out or whatever. Yeah. Um. And and this could be the source of that.
3: Um, yeah, and the 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 creatures could be like they could be funny role playing opportunities, to interact to deal with them, or they could you know be a horrifying threat from beyond the stars. Um, yeah, as as needed and, by the tone we're going for. And maybe like the stowaway,
1: which we haven't talked about a lot recently, but like maybe he's eaten a couple of them already. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, what if he's uh, like this this endangered ibex that he just like yeah. had a dinner from? <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: I, find, I find that too delightful, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: if uh, what if the zoo is kept under like cryogenic cryogenic stasis until oh, they like yes. show up? That's like, like right. so it's like in the meantime, when no one's here, he just like puts them all on ice immediately, and mm-hmm. then right, then you can have that like is, the well, one of them. That is so cool. such
2: rich person garbage right there. Kind
3: of I know, frozen, right? right?
0: Yeah. I have yeah, a zoo, I have but no I only want for... them to be moving
3: when I'm there. So yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe there's two zookeepers that also get cryogenically frozen <laughs> like <with> the animals. <laughs> That's really
1: good.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Because that adds like that adds, like leg. they wake up and like all right, do we? How much how much uh, water buffalo poop do I have to shovel? <laughs> yeah. And then and yeah. then they're in the middle of this whole situation like the alarms are blaring. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's somebody's yeah. decapitated someone with some hedge clippers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and hey, a source of backup NPCs,
3: PCs, yeah. depending on how violent the yeah. adventure's been to this point. Yeah. <laughs> in fact that's something to think about is there like a cryogenic uh, is there like a cryo room where the the maids and butlers are stored in between parties
0: i think oh. so i mean you have like there's the the wax museum <laughs> full of androids as well right like so there's places we can you know there can be additional characters should the need arise <laughs> right. yes. and
1: that i mean that kind of, kind of works for our stowaway too maybe it's the butler <laughs> Or like the 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 valet who who just like he he did not he sabotaged mm-hmm.
3: his own sleep pod so he didn't have to go to sleep because he was tired of that yeah
0: <laughs> yeah oh I like that um, all right Chris
3: we're back to you if you want to do another round or you want to just wrap up this one
0: yeah let me let me think of something y'all took like the the good ideas <laughs> um I'm trying to think like what else he would have. Like what else would this guy be be super into? I think well, he, he has needs, like. Uh, oh God.
1: I was gonna say he needs he needs his crypto mine uh, yeah. somewhere.
0: Um, yeah, I was just thinking thinking along those lines. Like yeah, he needs his like his office right, like his office where he does like he checks the stocks right so i think like you know you go in there there's all these like gorgeous um bookshelves and stuff with absolutely no books on them like that sort of thing there's like one gigantic computer terminal that just has the stock tickers and stuff going and then i think like this guy would probably have um no maybe the stuff that's on the shelves is like the original constitution like the decoration like he just like collected these things like he has that like dune book right like the that just sold for two you know two million pounds like he's just like got like any of those like priceless artifacts just sort of tossed in a corner
3: there he's got like a Wu Tang clan album yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. the one that Bill Murray's allowed the only person ever allowed to steal it is Bill Murray yes yeah he has a picture of him and Bill Murray (laughs) Uh, <laughs> that yeah, is a i really like friend. that idea chris that's a good one
0: yeah okay um all right do we need more spaces or should we go on to thinking about um other additional encounters so any other spaces have, that people are thinking about
3: yeah just to have it there this is this is mundane but like you know like i guess john hit on this a little bit earlier but like living quarters are like guest rooms like that he would probably mm-hmm. have Almost yeah. a small hotel's worth of, like, guest facilities. Okay. If he's throwing parties for all his rich friends.
1: Uh, can can you can you only access the guest room via um, a gondola? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. But it's all frozen, so you have to, like, yeah. scoot across this ice sheet to get to all the rooms.
0: Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's like the Willy Wonka tunnel. <laughs> like, he's recreated that Willy Wonka tunnel. Uh, so i think this guy like he would he wouldn't uh, maybe this is going too far into it but like i think he would like make everybody sleep in vr right so he just has like sleep pods but like before you go in them you put on vr you know like headsets so it feels like you're in this palatial estate um when you go to sleep but it really you're just like in yeah shoved off in a corner. But um, at this point, I don't think we're really dealing with, like, a, a sensible space at all. So I think I'm also fine with it. There's just a hotel like hanging, right. off, yeah. hanging off the end of this thing. I'm kind of thinking that this is kind of like a
1: series of, like, geodesic domes that are kind of, like, stapled to an asteroid or something
0: like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot, actually. Do you only get there by gondola? Do are each of the rooms? Um, and we don't. We wouldn't have to define all of these, but like, do they each have a theme? Is that the sort of thing, or well, is they is, like all the same? I
1: I wouldn't bother unless there's a unless we think of a really super good reason for for anyone to go there. Because uh, I'm I'm imagining like by the time by the time they would get to the rooms, they'll realize there's pirates and like other stuff going on. Yeah. And they are no longer doing the job that they were sent here. to Right.
3: Do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when the PCs show up, say they pull up a map of this facility, if they're going to do their job, what, where are they going to go? Like, do we know? Can we nail down a little more specifically, like what they're supposed to do or what problem they're supposed to solve here?
0: Yeah, so if they came to redecorate, I think to me the thing that jumps out is like the ballroom, ballroom living room, yeah, maybe like okay. the master, this master suite or something like that. Like those would be the rooms you might set up for a party, um, right? Because like the also, other like, ones, like the game room, up, right? The sleeping rooms, but yeah, the sleeping rooms. I'm kind of thinking we like the sleeping rooms like that could be a big hairy problem if they they go down that road. Yeah. So I think like that's just closed off to them for some reason. Like maybe that part of the geodesic structure broke off or it's frozen over or something like that. Like just just say that they're there but if they go in there then you're just going to have all these problems with, like
1: I like I like they're frozen not in that room. solid. I think that yeah. that's really interesting cuz that and speaking of frozen like the the help if they help if they have people on site to do this stuff why wouldn't they unfreeze them but they don't have all the new couches and stuff so i guess Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's just a totally
3: different department. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it's a totally I different mean, department. And why maybe, would they
0: talk to each other?
3: Yeah maybe these are maybe the staff is like you know androids or some sort of like low level Robot type staff or something like that that doesn't have the problem solving like initiative, yeah. You know, like humans, they do can't. Or something. Well, they can't decorate. Androids they don't can't have the, decorate. The and the good design. <laughs> and yeah, and maybe this, maybe the crypto bro. I mean, maybe he just insists on you know real whatever. Yeah, um, I like in one really of the location. Like... The location. I was wondering, could we throw something like a little bit of an out of context challenge? could there be something about this facility that like maybe predates the crypto bro? Like was it built on an asteroid with them that was like mined out for a while or something like that? Just so that there is a part of this facility. That's not the crypto bros like playground.
2: An abandoned mine shaft
3: into our crypto bro house. And I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Or it was whatever. There was a military outpost here, you know, on this asteroid 150 years ago that's sealed off and maybe he doesn't even know it's there or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or doesn't I mean, care. that does yeah. kind of like
1: give us a, a possible entry point for the, the goo monster. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is like, you know, it was, it's been frozen in this, you know, like, yeah, maybe it's a comet. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like he captured, he stopped Haley's comet. To yeah. build his house on. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah like, told me of, not like, to this do is, it <laughs> this is this is something that has already been mined out by space, but it's only when like he had his like heating and air conditioning situation that it defrosted whatever kind of like horrible amoeba that's been frozen inside of Haley's comet for trillions of years is now yes. right
2: <laughs>
0: I like uh cheese this guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then you can have the, you can have the, yeah. this door is always locked. Why isn't this door locked moment? You know, like. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yes, I like that. Okay. So, so a couple. Can't, wait, of, can't,
2: wait,
1: can, yeah. can that, can the, can the mine shaft be behind a
0: grandfather clock? Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> or a bookcase or something. It has to be something really weird and ominous.
0: <laughs> and there's like there's a slight gust of gust of air that starts coming Whoa. up from behind yeah. the current father clock. <laughs> and it's weird because this place is climate yeah. controlled by like you know, just raising the ambient temperature and stuff. And it's like there's no wind in here.
3: Yeah. So uh, when making like an old school dungeon, like you'll often see at the beginning like uh, some default descriptors of the environment so like the light level throughout is at this level and ceilings are 10 feet high unless otherwise specified so what what is the general condition is it like temperate life supports working you can breathe without a suit generally speaking yeah i think i think you have
1: to wear winter jackets and the only lighting is your headlamp until you cut on the power
3: okay oh i like the idea of having to get to the power to like switch it so it's just running on like you know some sort of auxiliary Mm -hmm. low level power until they flip the switch so maybe that's the first like the obvious first thing to do is to get to the whatever the power room that'll be in the middle of the topiary garden i think (laughs) And so yeah. could the PCs have, I mean, so they'll have been given access cards to get everywhere, but maybe could we have a couple of places, like, tantalizingly not covered by their access cards permission level?
0: Ooh, yes. yeah. And <clears throat> oh, maybe even me... a place they yeah. need
3: to get to, like, there was a screw-up, and so their access card won't let them into the living room for some reason? I don't know.
4: Hmm.
1: I like
3: that. Yeah, like yes. maybe. Yeah, it's like I feel like the living room is a
1: good hub. It's like a good like central point that you can kind of come back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe you can't get into the the guardian the garden uh, AI core. Like you'll have to go in through the zoo. Like you'll have to climb through the air ducts yeah. uh, in yes. the zoo to get to that. <laughs> I would love after if going it through all that, th- you're met with a, a maze. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like great. I like that you have a
3: navigational challenge, you know, some sort of a navigational challenge. Uh, so they can't mm-hmm. just say, OK, next, we're just going to walk to this location on, you know, and there's no problems.
0: Yeah. Um. Just as a quick aside, would it be too much to have um, like like secret missions for each character? Right. Like some sort of extra thing that they're they're trying I mean, that's to accomplish. What paranoia does. Okay. How does paranoia handle it?
1: So paranoia. Everybody gets. They're. They all. Like all secret societies are illegal. And if the computer finds out you belong to one, it'll kill you immediately but everyone belongs to one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so you all have mission-specific kind of goals that you're given at the beginning. I've always wanted to play a game where everyone gets a private text or something at the beginning that says Mm -hmm. you have no secret mission. (laughs) (laughs) But then they all look around (laughs) at everybody else and go like, wait, I don't have one, but this implies that somebody does. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> just like, I think just it as a might reminder, be... none of you have a secret mission. <laughs> I think it might be a bit much to give everyone a a mission. I mean, it sounds delightfully fun, but thinking in terms of a one-shot that mm. that could quickly and it, maybe this is a good thing, but I feel like that has a potential to quickly uh override everything else that's going on. Um which could be That's fun. Fair. Is it what if what yeah, do everybody run... gets a text at the beginning of the game that says you
1: are not a pirate? No, we're not playing werewolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All
4: right. Oh uh, uh, I really
0: I mean I like this, but yeah, I think I think Andy's right. This is it's wrong for this setup. <laughs> yes. But everybody table that for your next game. <laughs> so
2: so yeah. the question is, are we playing mothership or are we playing um I forgot my question.
0: I'm just trying to Uh figure out, like,
2: are are we playing Mothership or are we playing Fiasco? You know what I mean? Because if you want to turn this into a Fiasco Mm -hmm. game, that's where everybody's own private agenda could come into play. But I don't think that's what you want to do.
0: No, I don't think I want to go that far. Like, so we're not going to play Mothership, uh, mostly because I started reading it and I was enjoying it, and then I got to the page that described all the different guns and I was like, eh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't. But you don't have yeah. to. Run. none of these people will have guns. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, like, right? Like, yeah. So I, I just I don't think it's quite the right. System. Okay. Going to do like whatever system we're going to use is going to be pretty light. It's I think it's mostly going to be a. Like, like that that D4 game that you posted about Kyle. Caltrop. It's just going to be Cal-trap like... Caltrop Core. Yeah, Caltrop Core. Right, so you roll one, you failed, two, mild success, three. So yeah, like, it's going to be very simple like that. Um, but
3: I think what John was maybe getting at is, is this a game where the drama, we want to throw all sorts of seeds for players to create their own drama? Or is this going to be a game mostly where the party is working together to deal with, like uh you know, the environment around them,
0: I think working together is my inclination, and I think the other thing that I would just like yeah hasten to say is that like none of you people have killed someone before either, right, like right. so their approach to a problem is not gonna be like, I'm gonna use my hedge clippers and cut his head off. it's gonna be like, what are you doing, pirates right like yeah, <laughs> leave us alone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I'm wondering, would it make sense to uh, go around in a similar way and identify a couple of like NPCs or uh, like NPCs or creatures or something like that that are somewhere on the station? How do we want to proceed? We've got this list of rooms. We can kind of it'd be hard to just over the podcast here to kind of describe exactly all the ways they're connected so i'm kind of tempted to leave that up to kyle Mm -hmm. when he maps it and then chris like when you're the gm to kind of connect them in ways that make sense but how do you guys recommend we proceed
0: i'm leaning towards maybe so i think like there's there's a fair number of npcs that we've alluded to i think maybe we come up with the like what john was saying like six six or ten things that could happen at any one time like whether they're attached to a room or just in general that could happen um because, like, we're, we're going to get down to a point, I think, where we're going to start mixing and matching stuff. And I want to be a bit concrete with that. I don't want this to be, like, a roll a D10 to see which room you're in, roll a D6 to see what happens. Like, right, like, we'll we'll constrain it a bit more than that. But, like, let's talk through some of the – some of that well, stuff. Like, so, so the, the stowaway, let's talk through – oh, go ahead.
2: Well, no, I think that what Andy's getting in, I think the, the way I would do this is let's give you all these tools and let you let – you put put them together in a way that makes the most sense whether you do that ahead of time or in the moment
0: i think we can leave Mm -hmm. up to you you know what i mean if that's a no No. yeah Yeah. no no i'm I'm gonna make you do some of my homework Uh, Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're gonna say this this i so just to the bangers
3: (laughs) yeah so uh it was a little bit of a different scenario but like in a one shot i ran recently i did kind of what we just did i made an index card for each of the major locations. And I before I went to the game, I didn't even met, put them in order. Like, when I got there, I just randomly put them in front of me and the connections between them, and I just ran with what that was. So I I feel like this is a game that, to, at least to some extent, the GM is going to need to do some on-the-fly mm-hmm. arranging of all of these pieces. Because we've actually, for a one-shot, we've actually already just put a lot of stuff out yes. there. In a two hour game, you're not going to explore most of these locations, you know, Um, I don't think I don't know where uh, I'm going with this, but why don't (laughs) I feel like the idea of kind of listing out some things that could happen, whether they're encounters or like events. So, Mm -hmm. Chris, do you want to start us by put something on that list?
0: Yeah, let's let's do that and then yeah, let's let's generate this list. I think that's that's a good place to start. Um the stowaway, I'm I'm still like I'm I'm kind of stuck on that cuz I think it's a really good idea. I think I like it being a staff member. I think John might have said that who just yeah, sabotaged their like decided not to get on the ship to go back and decided to to hide out like that. So it's some sort of staff member, maybe it's a mechanic like who decided to to stay back for some reason, they wanted to like finish up something that the other crew members weren't giving them enough time to finish and now he's like oh well i guess i have to stay here for a year until until people show back up again um so maybe not a year three months i guess let's see we all just we're going through a pandemic right now how long did it take for you to break
2: um i like three months maybe maybe it's been
0: three months yeah what i like well, you, about you think, think of like
3: the shining time. you know yeah. like yeah. a season's worth of isolation you know is enough In space, right? okay. yeah okay i um, so the i like
2: that he's not nefarious right like yeah yeah but that's the yeah, assumption like, like when you see
1: evidence of his habitation it's like oh whoa and it, maybe he was just like subcontracted and that's why yeah. your company doesn't know that he's there yes <laughs> So yeah, what's
0: he doing? Months, so mostly the just PCs... chilling, watching TV. Yeah.
3: So yeah, so when the P, so when he comes into contact with the PCs, what's what's going on? Is he is he gone crazy? Is he just normal? Uh, what what's his deal when the PCs walk in on him?
2: Uh, I think he, he's, he's, he's 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 eating not a big crazy. sandwich. <laughs> he's excited to see them. He's like, "Thank God yeah. you're here." You know, like I think what you're getting at, Chris, is he didn't mean to stay this long.
0: Yeah. um, I like the idea that he's still committed to whatever he stayed there to do, but it required a second set of hands to finish it. So he's super excited to see you, and he also really needs you to come with him to the, the topiary maze because there's yes. just, like, one thing he needs to do.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. He could be, or this could be a different NPC, you know, he could be out to sabotage the place in some way like maybe mm-hmm. he let the pirates in or mm-hmm. he was trying to he was trying to free the zoo creatures that he hated to see them cooped up and maltreated i don't know
0: oh yeah. what if there's a lot of stowaways <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man to i don't you, know how
0: why don't,
3: need don't need we us? move on and get a few other right. things on the list here and let's see right. what kind of feels right to us Kyle, do you want to Uh, toss something onto the list? This is not so much of an encounter,
1: uh, but I think it would be really fun to see one of these zoo animals outside of a window, like, floating and, like, frozen in space. It's, like, okay. and it just kind of implies that, like, maybe the pirates did something. Maybe it's, like, you know, a saber-toothed tiger or something like that that was, like, cloned from iceberg blood or something, and it's, like, yeah. they it, it got loose, it tried to attack them, and they just, like, flushed it out an airlock. And it's just, like, well, what happened there? There's a whole story right. here. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, I like... I, I'm gonna stick with my idea of running into a pirate that ran into something they couldn't handle whether it's the okay. monster that we ultimately reveal so I'm going to go back to my he's either he they excuse me are either dead or they are running from something or they're they're themselves very scared okay. or I'll uh, just to give you all the options they are just surprised to see the players like the the pirates don't have the drop on the players the pirates don't know they're there and so when the players yeah. first run in, the pirates are surprised.
1: And even okay. any pi- pirates back on the ship, if you land right next to them, the walkie-talkies don't work
0: because of the, yeah. the storm. Right.
3: Okay.
0: Andy, what are you thinking?
3: Well, let's see. I, what if, I don't know, I'm kind of torn. I I kind of want us to, put a little bit of an edge one reason i kind of like john's idea there is i want us to put at least a few edges into the sharp edges into this where like it's it moves from being kind of crazy to dangerous or scary but Mm -hmm. that said this idea is not those things but what if what if something happens that just like threatens to ruin this like ruin the station like the aquarium breaks and starts leaking and that's like a trillion galacto credits that's going to come out of the pc salary if they don't if they don't fix it i like that
0: i just like what if a klaxon like starts sounding and like it's like red alert red alert like that and you're you're trying to figure out what's going on and you finally figure out that like the red alert is because the price of bitcoin has dropped like one (laughs) one penny (laughs) Like, yeah, okay. some some insignificant amount, but it it means yeah, trillions the of dollars. The subtext is he wealth. won't be
1: a, he won't be able to a- afford to pay you by the time you land.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he goes bankrupt. Yeah, I love it. I'm just gonna write down uh, Bitcoin drops in price. <laughs> I I have a uh, going back to Andy's abandoned mine shaft.
2: Um. I think just for ambient things they can up the tension and mark a clock, uh, there's a tremor mm-hmm. of some kind, okay. like the asteroid is unstable that nobody's expecting, and that's a little alarming.
0: Um okay, so just just to pause. like think about what Andy was saying about like an edge. So the thing that I'm not quite quite grasping right now, <clears throat> um, and maybe we're just not there yet is like the arc of what this this is gonna be. Right. So there's a collection of like fun ideas and all that. Right. But like, I want it to, I want there to be a beginning, middle and end to this. That, that isn't just the, I I want the middle, not just be like you experience a lot of wacky stuff on a space station. It was really scary. And then the end is you get off. Like, yeah, like I think we need our core conflict defined. Right.
2: Can I, can I make a pitch? Not as a final draft, but as something to react to. Um, just a a quick sequence, like encounter the station, you know, you enter the station, you know, it's that sort of binary choice, you see this other ship, do you want to do main entrance or maintenance entrance, you discover that there are others unexpectedly on the station, right, and and you think that's the conflict, but then you both face another adversary, whether it's this frozen amoeba creature or something else, uh, Mm -hmm. that you have to overcome and escape the station. And then in there, we have to work the the time pressure of the storm um, that makes it so they can't just lock themselves in a room and wait it out. Yeah,
0: this is Cause, good.
2: Because Kyle's point about the storm interfering with radios and stuff is how we're going to d- defeat the cell phone problem, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> they can't call home base. They can't do any of that. So that, that's my quick summary, and I'm not saying that's finished. I'm saying let's maybe we could react to and work with that and see if that's what we want to do.
1: Uh, And only the pirate captain's fingerprints can you can activate the the pirate ship. Yeah. Uh, So you you either you either need his cooperation or his fingerprints (laughs) in order to leave, (laughs) Uh, because like, yeah, the shuttle cannot leave again until the storm is over. And that's going to last like a day or two or something like that. So you have to you have to survive here. Uh, Mm -hmm. either long enough, you know, with a monster on the loose, you have to, you have to survive for two days, or you have to find some way to activate the pirate ship and leave,
0: right? Yeah. Okay.
3: So is there, so what do we, what do we feel about the like monster idea, like the alien amoeba or something like that? I mean, at some point, do we want to, do we want to have that be the primary conflict driver, like the that there's an alien loose, or it's spreading, or something like that. Or is it a bunch I of
2: aliens from the
1: zoo? I I like I like the animals, be, the zoo animals mostly being like earth animals. Okay. I like I like the idea that this this creature has worked its way into the water system from from the comet or the the mine from below, uh, and but it has gotten frozen. Uh, and but once once you power the place up, that is what has. Ah, that's that, insane. So by Man. turning on the power, you have started the clock of monster unfreezes.
2: Yeah, gotcha.
3: I like that. Yeah. What is the what is the monsters what is the danger the monster poses? Is it going to like kill you? Does it uh, is it's just physically spreading through the station? You know, like what kind of uh, kind of creature is this? What kind of what level of threat is it posing?
2: I like mm-hmm. the and maybe this is darker than you want to go, Chris, but I like the sort of twenty-eight days later, like if it touches you you are you become the enemy kind of thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, um, but that maybe that's too much. Yeah. I'm not sold on like goo. I think I want it to be more more concrete than that, which right, we can we can figure out what that is. But the like I don't wanna like player death is fine i don't want it to be so easy to happen as just like you accidentally touched touched the goo monster yeah you know we're like you know like that um yeah so like i mean maybe like deciding is it yeah i think the threat level like going back to your question about like the threat is um is a good one i think it's like it doesn't quite care about the space station or maybe maybe it wants to maybe it wants to like dismantle it and like get the comet going again like that's its primary purpose right. and if yeah. the people
2: there are die they, it doesn't even notice them right like yeah
0: it's, and it's trying to separate this space station from its comet right
1: what if it what if it looks out the windows and sees all the water on earth
0: and goes oh. like, yeah, <laughs> that,
1: that's where I want to That's what be. we've been
0: looking for. <laughs> that ratchets up the sticks quite a bit. So if you bring it back with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, maybe it, maybe it passes like from person to person uh, uh, or like maybe once somebody is infected, it like kind of like fuses to you thing style like, body mm-hmm. horror style, so you just end up with this big rolling body pile. Oh,
4: <laughs>
0: nice. <no. laughs> like Katamari. <laughs>
1: yes! Katamari yeah. like, demons! <laughs>
3: yeah. I like the idea of, uh, I don't know, I feel like, to me, I'm drawn to something that's, like, in between the... There's a, a predator loose that's, like, picking you off one by one, and... Well, like, I don't, that seems a little, I don't know, this is a one-shot, and it does need to be kind of exciting, like, but mm-hmm. that seems a bit much to have that, you know, like, roaming around the station killing people. So, like, I do like the idea that it's trying to do something that just, it would be bad news for the PCs if it accomplished its goal, um, even mm-hmm. if it's not really trying to kill them. So, like, yeah, I mean, disconnect the, I don't know, sever the... Uh, facility from the asteroid or comet or Or, maybe it does maybe wants to get on their ship and fly back home you know into deep space or i don't know
2: well if the if the station is so so let me let me switch the tech level here and see what you think so if so what's protecting the station from the storm is some sort of magnetic shield right Mm -hmm. shields like shield technology um and the creature wants to destroy the station because the the, the, me- the mechanics of the station are where it's keeping its comet in place. So if it destroys the station, it and its comet can go back on its journey. Um, and the players are incidental, but what it's doing is preventing them from activating the magnetic field or activating the, the shutters or whatever it is that keeps the station safe from the storm. So the race against time... Is against an entity that's not malevolent, but trying to protect its territory, and they either need mm-hmm. to stop it or get off. And that way, we have choice for the players, and and two different ways to resolve it. Does that make sense? Is that too it, simple?
3: No, I like I like yeah. the way this is going. I yeah, it's not exactly trying to kill them, but but they have to find a way to deal with it, or they can't succeed. Mm-hmm. Can they talk if, to it? If, yeah, if there's if there's
1: a possession thing, we can kind of have like this weird, creepy talking thing like in mm-hmm. ID for Independence Day. Yeah, uh, yeah, we could we could also have um, the the monster kind of inhabiting or commandeering the body of the pirate captain. Mm-hmm. So you can't leave without confronting both oh. the monster and the pirate captain. So you put yeah. the key kind of like in the monster.
3: Yes. Um, hmm. I want to drop option- in. I'm gonna drop in with my annoying thing here, and yeah. I do think we are also teetering on the edge of getting a little complicated for yeah. a one-shot. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. Um I don't but, you, though. you invite well, Kyle and uh, I, know <laughs> what do you expect? I'm just saying. That's why that's why I am I'm part of this discussion to periodically say that.
0: Thank you. Um just thinking like, okay, so like what if? Okay, so we have pirates that are showing up. Like, what if the pirates have stashed something on the comet a while back, or they they're they're chasing after you know something that That's that was really on the comet? Good. Yeah, and like so That's they really good. Yeah, yeah so they break in like heck maybe the comet's like a prison or something. It's some sort of space prison, and inside of there is like their actual leader or something like that, right? So they're they're trying to spring spring that guy out okay i'm seeing a lot of shaking heads so let's back up back <laughs> i'm off. like you just abandoned the inner mansion <laughs> here chris what are you doing to me <laughs> back up back up back um uh, yeah so yeah they're yeah they're there to go into the comet less so into the space station um so maybe they unleash whatever that that monster is then that way and then we um yeah, yeah you know, they bring it right?
2: out yeah it's like, treasure buried in the mine just like an actual pirate story so they go to get it and and that's what unleashes the the monster That's
1: good i like mm-hmm. it it's it, so it's mundane from, yeah. and pulpy yeah.
2: i love it
0: yeah yeah is that i mean so that that i feel like is a little bit simpler <laughs> of yes. a story yep
3: i think that that is a better direction yes
0: okay so then what it, uh okay i'm getting some andy's giving me the like Oh no, we're running out of time. <laughs> I, I, I think he specifically didn't say anything because he didn't want to distract you,
3: and I don't think it
1: worked.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, the, the whole point of that was that see, way. The <laughs> whole point of that was to prevent me having to like actually verbally interrupt the conversation and go, yeah. "Hey guys, we're uh, at about like, an hour and a half. We should." How did it yeah, go, it
0: Andy? <laughs> completely derailed me. Um, okay, so I don't remember what I was going to say. So I guess I guess we're we're going to wrap up right there. Okay. Oh no, so I was going to ask
3: the pirates. Or after something.
0: And yeah. Yeah, the pirates cool. have gone into the comet to like get get the treasure and when they come out with it, you know, something else comes comes along with them. What does that thing look like? It can't be black goo. It can't be an energy monster. Like this thing needs to have wings and are like arm. Like we what does it look like? Mm. Uh
3: is it a type of is it a bug alien? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What if, so, what if it's just like a
1: grasshopper with a vaguely human-shaped face? Like, that, I mean, uh, that's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, bad. Uh. I really don't like that <laughs> at all.
2: I do like Kyle's idea of how it communicates as it, like, sticks its claw in the back of someone's necks and speaks through them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I still yeah, think your grasshopper with a vaguely human face could do that. <laughs>
3: Yeah. We went into nightmare fuel really no, fast. fast. <laughs> so fast. The,
2: the, you listen, as as
1: has been brought up several times, if that's not what you wanted, you invited the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah.
3: So what I kinda like, and maybe this is what I, I like the idea that the pirates have had to go through this facility to get to where they want. Like they and can't of
2: trashed, right?
3: Yeah. And I like even maybe, you know, defining the route they've taken through the facility and just wait until the PCs bumble into it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, as for the creature, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we could go kind of straight and pulpy with this one. It's a a big bug eyed like monster. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
2: The, 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 the one alternative I'll, I'll provide is um, what about a bunch of little fast moving scary ones? Oh instead of one big one
1: like a bunch of like you know like uh uh, like mo uh, well i don't know yeah just a bunch of kind of like football sized grasshoppers with human faces (laughs) yeah okay
0: we got there okay
3: (laughs) one thing that that does that's nice is it makes it impossible for the solution to be like a gunfight against the monster right like if if the alien is more of like an environmental threat like how do we keep all of these you know cat-sized uh creatures from spreading all through the station that's mm-hmm. that's a tougher and more interesting thing than like all right everyone's around the monster and hit it with your crowbar because yeah, i still think I like your
2: that. your plot is it is not kill the monster right your plot is escape the station mm-hmm. using your ship or the pirate ship or stop the outbreak and save the station from the storm like those are the yeah. two choices But, yeah, like to Andy's point, if it's one big one, you can just kill it in theory. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, And that's not what you want. Why? So why are the PCs not getting back in their shuttle and leaving when things start to go bad and it becomes clear that they can't really like uh, save the station? It's an automated shuttle.
0: Yeah, It's automated
3: or it blows up. Okay. I like that idea. It like literally won't leave uh mm-hmm. until the allotted time.
0: Yeah. I mean their shift isn't up for twenty-four hours, so it's okay. not going like yeah, yeah. It's like one of those like those sorts of things, yeah. And I yeah,
3: and they being in this station with this whatever the aliens are for, you know, twenty-four hours is is intolerable. <laughs> Would yeah. be intolerable.
0: I mean it just could even right? just be yeah. it's a it's it's not even like a numbered like number of these things it's just it's a steady stream of them are coming yeah. into the ship so it's like yeah you either have to yeah, figure out some way to hold up until help can arrive and like maybe help never arrives yeah get off the station deal with it in some way blow up the station I like station.
3: the I <laughs> I like the idea of that Chris and I like the idea though that the aliens will start sabotaging the ship in a way that will kill the PCs before the 24 hour time mm-hmm. lock on their shuttle opens so the aliens, as they spread the whatever, the magnetic shielding is going down or something like mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they could even not be interested in in the party at all. Like, yeah, like you. Yeah. Like they just they it's like you just kind of walk through them and they just move around you. like they don't care because they want to eat um they're going towards like water sources or they're going straight towards the walls. Well, they're
2: starting if, to they're, chew through if they're the walls. creatures from an old mine, right? They're eating the metal of the station yeah. and they're going to poke holes in it.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like they're, that. They're yes. eating like the gold wiring and like all yes. the stuff you need to be working. They're like <laughs> yes, metal eating like creatures. It. They
2: couldn't care less about you. Um, unless unless you you're holding metal. One, but there's so yeah, many. Unless you're you metal. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like, they'll react in self-defense if you attack, just enough to hurt you and drive you off, but not to swarm and kill you. And I like the idea that, like, I like the idea that they just start wrecking the station, location by location.
2: The first mm-hmm. thing they wreck is, is either either we do the time delay ship, or they wreck your ship first. And then, you know, then then you've got to keep them from getting in the pirate ship or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't
1: do the time delay ship, there's always the possibility that they just run for the ship. The second they realize that there's a there's a, there's a pirate crew here, they, they try to leave. And that yeah. can't
3: be an option. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it can't be.
3: So yeah. why would the pirates... Uh, So what are the... Okay, so just thinking here. So the PCs are bumbling around doing their job, maybe having a few wacky encounters, and they bump into the pirates who are, what, making a beeline for their ship? They're either fleeing or they've either a lot of creatures yeah they might like find or what they wanted they're fleeing yeah okay so the pirates like get back on their ship and i guess you know do the pcs have a window where they can get on the pirate ship in some way through mm-hmm. negotiation or force or stealth or something like that or is
0: yeah. okay i think i think the pirate ship is also planning on leaving just before the solar flare hits right um so the, pirates, right, right, I guess the we... pirates
3: got what they want and then that loose the creatures right yeah so i think the PCs i mean I think encounter the pirates are they running back to their ship with what they want and just getting in their ship and leaving the pcs i,
2: I think that they i think that they've taken something and and the creatures do want it they're not going to kill the pirates though and the pirates are trying to figure out how to get back to their ship well, or, yeah, I mean, it could it could also
1: be where, like, maybe they, I don't know. Like, that's why I'm thinking, like, the pirates can't leave because they, the captain has the key. And mm-hmm. so, and the captain uh. is, like, missing or and some, you know, there's some kind of problem, like, we, they, they ran don't know where he without... Is. Yeah, exactly. By the, they all get, they all scatter and look for safety. Some of them run back to the ship and then realize we
3: can't take off without the captain's key, and mm-hmm. that that means you can't take off with the captain without the captain's key. Ooh, I do like the idea of the captain being somewhere on the station and and no one knows where. But I don't know why yeah. that would be the case. Because they scattered. And, yeah. Why wouldn't they scatter back to their ship though? Maybe oh, because the,
0: the, pirate, the captain killed. is gonna. Is is there for he he has a secret agenda. Right? Ah. Like he was he was sent to get the, the thing, but the he's, he's the guy with the thumb drive. Yeah. Right? yeah. He's he's tracking down the office or something.
2: Like he, um, he's gonna give these pirates whatever the, the thing in the mine was, but the real treasure here is the bitcoin that he's gonna put on his thumb yeah. drive.
0: Do you uh uh I think I'm getting confused about the like the timeline of the solar flare, right? Like is that okay, so like the <laughs> Is it because we haven't talked about you know, it? Because <laughs> we haven't talked about it. Like, does it still matter at this point? That's
3: up so to you. If we have the aliens degrading this station, that's mm-hmm. like a countdown to doom already. I don't think okay. we need the solar flare. Okay. My, I mean, please argue back if you disagree. My sense here is the solar flare is like a non-dangerous thing that just explains why they can't cell phone home for help. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think just, I think you're right. I think that's and the degradation degraded. of
2: the station from the metal chomping aliens. Yes, is the real threat.
3: So that it, means that the metal chomping aliens need to like on the timeline wait, like the PCs have time to explore one or two areas before the aliens get out, right?
4: Yes. Again,
3: yeah. thinking two-hour one-shot here, or maybe yeah, maybe just... four-hour one-shot. Two hours is a little. <laughs> I don't know why I've been saying two hours. Maybe that's because well, two hours I want to remind us to be thing, done with so. this
0: discussion in two hours. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're dropping subtle hints in a half an hour from that. <laughs>
4: <No>. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I think that that leads to my, my question. Yeah, it's like when when you arrive, are those aliens already starting to come out of the hole or is this no. is the sequence like. You're on at minute 15, um, like, a pirate makes a sound somewhere coming up from the mine. At minute 30, all the pirates are starting to unload treasure. At minute 45, they finish unloading. At one hour, like, they realize the captain's gone. Hour 15, the, you know, the aliens start coming out. Like, is that, yeah. So, I think, like, having some, like, a sequence of events and then, yeah, maybe them happening
2: and in uh, those earlier times, they can run into the weird rooms and they can run into the stowaway and they can mm-hmm. see the frozen zoo animal and they can and all those things can sort of start to pile up for them.
3: Mm-hmm. I like that, Chris. I think you could use an actual timer, you know, as you GM, you could also just say after the PCs have explored two rooms, uh, mm-hmm. the next, you know, the the next event happens or something
0: like that. Okay. That makes sense to me. I'm wondering if, right? So like, some point it has to become a bit more open ended, um, or it's just like, you know, you tell them up front, like, you know, look at whatever time it is, you know, the aliens are starting to gnaw through the the walls in 28 minutes on the dot, like they're going to <laughs> eat through everything and then you're dead. So like, you know, what do you do?
2: From and there? I think it's. That's a that's a game time decision based on how much dawdling the PCs are doing. If they're not okay. jumping into action, then then they have big mouths and are chewing really fast. And if they, you know, if they are jumping into action, you know, you don't need to make it quite yeah. so extreme.
3: You know? it could you could you could also just start switching off like locations, and the PCs mm-hmm. would would be able to see this on like a station map or something like that. Like just the integrity of Set the zoo or whatever just failed. That that location is mm-hmm. off limits unless you're in a space suit now. You know, and just that the time pressure is sooner or later the PC's location is going to get invaded, and they'll be they'll be toast.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this is coming together a little bit in my head. Then. So it seems like there's going to be a couple of things that will be static, right? Like about how the PCs encounter things. So like the pirate cat always in the office the stowaway is always in the kitchen, you know, right. like something like that. Yep. Yeah. Like the power switch is always in the topiary. Like, yeah, there'll be like a couple of things like that where they can, no matter what they do, that person is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then otherwise the timing is really with like where are the pirates at any, any certain time, unless the PCs start to interact with them, I guess, yep. like, you know, so yeah, yeah. At minute 15, they're, they're down in the mud. Like, yeah. So tracking that I think is, is figuring that out will be a little difficult i'm also trying to think if the aliens don't end up coming out of that mine then it's a really boring <laughs> board setup right so like yeah, yeah i think the pirates do some explosive damage to get down into the mine so yep, at minute yep. 30 there's an actual explosion that happens right. and the grandfather yes. clock is toast <laughs> like, i like that know, idea yeah there's yeah, springs and gears everywhere. And there's just like, yeah, a giant gaping hole that they cannot fill. Right.
2: And aliens start pouring out, and it's bedlam. It's bedlam. And they um, the the immediately know what, what the aliens do. Weakness. And that's where Andy's idea comes in.
3: Yeah, I was going to say like, so I feel like we've mapped out the contours of this adventure reasonably well. And now is maybe the time to identify the things that need a little bit more solidification. And, like, one of them I think Kyle was mentioning is when we talk about the alien, like, we can't, we want the PCs to be free to come up with their own way of dealing with it. But what can we, what can we define about these creatures that would suggest some ways the PCs could deal with them? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to, no bad ideas in
1: brainstorming, they're allergic to blood.
0: Okay, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's not bad. (laughs) <laughs> well,
3: yeah, I think, yeah, Listen, well, whether you, it's blood you... or not, I mean, maybe give them a vulnerability to something a little unlikely, but that the PCs could plausibly through accident or intent find out, you know, it still doesn't tell them exactly how to deal with the infestation. But so, yeah, like. Yeah. Well, well, they're included, allergic like, to blood.
1: You have light? a whole zoo full of animals. You have a bunch of pirates. You got <laughs> yeah. options.
0: <laughs> yeah, and a million bugs. Um, yeah. What if they like light, right? Like, so they're they're mind dwellers. Like, what if they're hypersensitive yeah. to light? Okay, yeah, that's really good. That's but a good one. They'll eat through the light
2: cables to make it go away. Yeah. Uh, so that that that's like okay. a, a stressor. Like you can create light, but they can take it away. Right. So then, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, that's a good what one. Yeah, maybe a, they're
3: just. Maybe they're really slowed down by light. Like it doesn't kill them, but uh, their progress can be uh, slowed heavily if like the PCs can flood it, the, an area with light or open it to the, the sun or something.
0: What if uh, what if they can digest metal, but they can also photosynthesize light? So if you shine light on them, they stop and like start eating the light and grow really rapidly. So it gives you an opportunity to
2: slow them down, but then they become more dangerous. Yeah.
1: One of the worst things in the
3: world I've ever seen. Uh, Last time (laughs) I I went to Mammoth Cave. I can't wait to hear what's going to come out of your mouth.
1: (laughs) It's so much worse than you want. Uh, uh, So last time I went to Mammoth Cave, there are these spiders that live in caves that their skin (laughs) absorbs CO2. So if you breathe on them,
3: they get bigger. (laughs) No.
4: (laughs) Good no.
3: So it could be like that. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I support whatever terrible, cards. like, mining operation wants to strip mine Mammoth Cave. Go for it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I've been thinking of these aliens as, like, big, like, pill bugs or something
3: like that. But, yeah. like, now that you've introduced the idea that they're horrible cave spiders, they suddenly
0: no. got a lot more horrifying. Yeah. yeah. No, they're pill bugs. They're nice, rolling, rolling.
2: <laughs> no, this is pill a bugs. horror show. You can't have nice here's here's our here's here's horror by chris salzman The the monsters are nice pill bugs he's <laughs> always just hungry and the pirates just want to get some data off the guy's computer and yeah. uh and then we can all go home and have hot
0: chocolate there we go you know, <laughs> <Here> honestly right <laughs> now that's that's the level of horror i need in my life <laughs> um okay, okay they're not going to be spiders about just aliens. I, so i can't yeah
3: so i think you can make the aliens creepy you know you can make them creepy they don't they, they should be a little unsettling right like yeah. uh, and I mean so I do like the idea that light uh, holds them in place or freezes them a little bit but it also makes your problem a little worse by yeah. they start to grow or some or nest or something like that
0: yeah you can also make them uh, like attracted to certain kinds of metal in particular like, oh, so yeah. they'll eat like whatever but if there's gold gold around like that's right. what they really want. Like so, the, like there's a bunch of like we've mentioned water in a number of places, right? Like I'm 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 attracted to that idea of like maybe they they really want water in some way because like, they probably don't have a, a bunch of it in the mine. Like something about water is like a, a delicacy, so they start eating through the aquarium.
3: That's yeah, maybe I they just... start growing when I mean they get access to water and that they start mm-hmm. to uh, yeah to evolve into like their second stage.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. only a couple of them, but then they multiply uh, when they drink yeah. water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, so I guess like what are uh, so there's a couple like couple options for the PCs to to handle these things. I guess is there a scenario that anyone can think of in in which they destroy all the aliens and like kind of undo everything and finish up decorating decorating for the big party like. Uh-
3: I hadn't occurred to me that that could happen even remotely until you just said it. <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe at the beginning of this that might have been possible, but I think too much uh too much chaos has been unleashed mm-hmm. I don't think that the PCs can fix it unless okay. you want to unless that besides bothers B- you Bitcoin and you want has to make crashed. They're not getting paid for this no matter what. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean the scenario we've described is like, you know, the Success is going to be survival, not mm-hmm. doing their mission. Though you, know, though you right? could hand
2: out XP for
0: every uh, for every like uh, piece for every of
3: balloon they got up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I guess so. Uh, one reason I asked is because right. So like at the beginning of this, it was it's like fun to send an interior decorator to space to right. you know, go on a space station. Does it still make sense to have that be the angle? On it, or does it make sense for the PCs to yeah. be some something else, right? Like, and I guess I'm I'm saying that because I don't want to like be like, hey, come play this one shot because you'll get to be a space decorator, right? And then it's like, well, actually, no, you're playing um, alien. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I mean, I think you can you can you can, in my opinion, you can be honest about the the setup in the context. Like, you guys are here to decorate this, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't have to tell them what it is. But like, but things go horribly awry, and doesn't that sound fun? you know yeah
1: yeah i I just say like this is a game of 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 sci-fi horror and Mm -hmm. this is the setup Uh, you know it's i mean you wouldn't want to blindside people with that before they yeah it's it's yeah Yeah. you you would want to get consent for that kind of stuff
2: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) of course especially Um, any
2: spiders
1: (laughs) that get bigger when you breathe on them
2: I
3: just feel like that can't. Your be screams true. literally make them laugh, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The, like Kyle, I I don't think I believe you. I like the. <laughs> and for the rest of my life, I'm going to be resisting the urge to Google to find out. If it's true. Yes. Yeah. Don't
1: worry, it'll be on the Discord right after this um, call. <laughs> go ahead.
0: I mean if you breathe like can you make them like blow up if you breathe on them extra hard
1: will they float away if you keep breathing on them?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I need to know it's
1: just a six hour drive away for you, Chris,
3: to find out. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no good.
3: (laughs) And if they're already in your house, it's only just like a minute (laughs) going down to the basement.
0: (laughs) Oh
2: no.
3: Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. That says Uh,
2: about where we are, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: hey, guys, I want us to try and rally for kind of like a final uh, burst of uh, energy here. Uh, So, let's give ourselves like let's give ourselves ten or fifteen minutes to try and wrap this up. Like, it's feeling a little loosey goosey right now. So, let's just what can we do to kind of uh, Mm -hmm. just polish this
0: a little bit. Yeah, um, I think we should re, like restate it, right? Like from from bottom to top. Um, my energy is flagging. I guess who who feels like they could kind of restate the whole premise from start to finish? Anybody? Uh, we'll to give it a shot, John. Yeah, why don't okay. you go for it? Go for it. Okay.
2: So our um, ragtag crew of designers and uh, painters and mm-hmm. uh, general uh, help have been sent to the space station an (laughs) automated shuttle to get it ready for a party. Everybody had to miss something fun that they were Mm -hmm. going to do, whether it be a party or a birthday for somebody, and it's kind of a pain they have to do it during this magnetic storm. Uh, The the Bitcoin billionaire is a jerk and doesn't trust them, so he's set their ship to be automated to stay at the location for however long you want it to be, 48 hours, Mm -hmm. to do their work, and then it will bring them home. When they get there, uh, the first thing they have to do is get the power on um, and so that they can start to do their work. As they go through the station to do this, they discover something is awry. There's maybe smashed robots or mm-hmm. um, they discover the stowaway in the kitchen or other things happen that make them suspicious that everything is not as it appears to be. Let me step back. I forgot about the pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of need to decide where the pirate ship comes in. Because there's no, a conflict. I, I, think,
1: I think your outline still holds. Um yeah. they, they will be clued in that everything is not as it should be almost immediately. They still have to turn on the power regardless of their feelings. Yes.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. And then um and then things escalate from there. They run into the pirates and we get into the timeline you discussed. They run into the pirates, they're maybe intimidated by them or they're hiding from them, and then the pirates unleash something that they can't handle. Uh, and the situation becomes dire as they learn that parts of the station are starting to lose compression, and that the whole station will lose compression. They can't make their ship go, so they've got to try to get off on the pirate ship or stop these creatures uh, before mm-hmm. it's too late.
0: That's awesome.
3: Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds really good, that though. sounds really good, stated clearly like that.
1: Yeah, and um, maybe maybe if they crank up the heat real real high, they can kill mm-hmm. them all. Uh, or something like that. Like, you know, and that would be another thing is just like, Oh, if we get back to that power station and like, you know, mess with the, you know, put, put the environment controls into overdrive, we can, we can save the station, but we will have to get into someone's ship to survive
0: that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think the, um, yeah. So I think I'm okay with, uh, like the, the push is you have to get on a ship. (laughs) right in, in some way so yeah. they're unless they come up with something absolutely clever that somehow kills all the bugs you know otherwise like it's it's really like you have to do a thing and get on that ship and wait it out or get on that ship to leave you know like that's those are your, your pretty much your only options where it's a total party right. kill right um okay so a question that immediately comes to mind is the this billionaire person like i think we need we need like a name for them um Or, yeah, Yeah. because that's going to be my first question if I was a player in this game. is like, tell me more about this guy. Like, why? You know, like, other than the fact that he's paying me, like, does he not have a name? His name is Dollar Monkey. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dollar Monkey. His his name can't be Elon Bezos, is that not?
0: No, he
1: cannot. (laughs) No, he should have, Um, like, a crypto bro name. Like, he's, yeah. yeah, he's, like, this whole thing is, like. He is his brand like he, everyone knows yeah. him by his stupid Twitter screen name he made when he was 12. Yeah. Like the crypto, bro.
3: What if he's given himself like an unpronounceable name like uh, like like, Chris, yeah. like Grimes and Elon Musk's baby yeah. or whatever? Uh, like probably partners? like
0: call himself hashtag or alpha or something like <laughs> hashtag alpha. <laughs> yes. Sigma. Oh He's the Sigma daddy. <laughs> uh, no. I'm gonna go with let's go with hashtag alpha. <laughs> There's a point at which like I won't be able to say any of this out loud without just sneering. So I just I need it to be like we need to take like three steps away yeah. from real
3: life. <laughs> That's up to you, man. So um, something to to back up a little bit, like mm-hmm. Chris, since you'll be GMing, I I feel like uh, I mean, there's it's going to be hard to predict how the PCs will try to deal with the bugs. You know, like mm-hmm. my inclination is to say, you know, whatever the idea they come up with, let it either either don't let it work until they're on idea number two or number three mm-hmm. or yeah. let it work. But come up, but just come up with the way that whatever their plan is, it really it interferes with their goal of like staying alive.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like think they so. They
2: could flood I, I the entire station with heat or water, but how do they survive that themselves?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I think that's good. Just kind of leave it open a little bit. And I think like a, any, if any a, answer you, is going to be You get correct.
1: the whole, like, improvised, like, flamethrower stuff, like somebody has some, like, you know, hairspray and a lighter, yeah. you know, like yeah. there's, a, there's a place to go with that. And it gets very, like, primal at that point if, like, fire will keep us safe
2: from bugs. Yes. <laughs> Especially but I like they, Andy's yeah. idea of of not having a fixed idea of what it is, but allowing it to be something that they propose.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, I like mean, you know, be, in a Star Trek episode, you know, like they they come some, up with yeah. they come up with one techno babble solution and it doesn't work, and then that mm-hmm. and then a character comes up with another idea, and then it's tense, but that idea does work. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, doesn't even matter what the idea was. It was just about the pacing of Right.
2: the well, tachyon emitter didn't it, work until they reversed the polarity. Right. Exactly.
1: That won't work until act three. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> if you're using the Caltrop core, you can just let the dice decide. So the first yeah. person to roll a four on their idea gets, figures it out, figures out the we- weakness, you
0: know? Yeah. Um, I kind of I love like that. that. I got to read these rules. It'll I take mean, you, you that's seven it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's perfect. I like it. I think, um, like we're probably going to end up doing character sheets sort of off air for this yeah. too. So we'll publish them somewhere so people can see them. But like, I have some ideas with, with giving people skills and letting them maybe choose, choose a special skill that they can decide, you know, like whatever that is, um, yeah, and then that might be a way for them to come up with, like, more clever solutions to stuff. But, but I was just thinking, right, if they arrive at the station and it's cold, you know, they turn on the power and it gets, like, to room temperature. And then towards the end, they have to use heat to solve their problem. Like, there's a nice arc there yes. as well, too. Um, and and especially it transforms if, like, it's room the
1: forces. ice. And it transform- yeah. You can get, fill the place with steam from the evaporating yeah. ice. And, like, yeah. yeah, it's, like, it really gets, like, very visceral.
0: Yeah. It just like very environmental too. Um, yeah. Okay. Other like poke holes in this, I guess, like what else feels not thought through?
2: Um, I, I think you just have to, I my advice is to write down a list of complications. So it's not that you're not going to let them come up with ideas and solutions that will save the station. But once they come up with that idea, have your list of complications like the stowaway or the animals escaping from the zoo or whatever that complicate that that compound and complicate that plan. So the plan they come up with to save themselves does not have to be difficult, but just have a few of these based on how much time you have add a number of complications equivalent to the available time for the one shot, if that makes any sense. And that's why Mm -hmm. listing out all the complications but not committing to them at certain times will work yeah
3: yeah and i wouldn't waste i think an advantage of this it's a big environment you don't it's a big environment it's a limited time you don't need to it doesn't really need to make total sense um you know so if, (laughs) if the timing if the timing doesn't make total sense on reflection or whatever i wouldn't i don't think it matters too much It would if this were like a mini campaign and you were going to spend six game sessions on this Mm -hmm. station. But it's a one shot. um, And it's
1: not really a dungeon crawl either. So the point is not for them to go room to room and get all the cool stuff. It is they have they have pretty immediate grokkable goals. Uh, So, yeah, unless it seems like unless somebody says like, oh, is there a tool shed? You know, like "I, I want a sledgehammer. Or I want a fire axe. Like that's that's the kind of stuff you might have to run on the fly. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work some I'm gonna work on a map to to maybe like yeah. flesh out some of the
3: extra like stuff they could find and look for tools to help them out. I yeah, also think I'm kind uh, of uh, something like this, a map. Like it would be fun as a player to look at a map and see mm-hmm. at least some of these cool locations and be like, oh, we gotta go check this out. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, I yeah. think that's like, gonna be at least some of it. Yeah, keep in mind it's not
2: a secret tomb. They should know the layout roughly, right? Like yeah. even if they mm-hmm. don't know the specifics of what's in each place, it's it's somebody's house. They could have a plan mm-hmm. of it,
0: you know? Yeah. yeah, and they they would probably have been there before too, right? So I think the only thing that would be a surprise is the explosion that opens up the the mine, right? Yeah. Like otherwise, everything is very known. Yeah, and, I think so, my um my blob
2: yeah. in the in the bathtub has to go away though, because it doesn't really fit with our new narrative, which is fine. No, I. Frozen, I mean, you get really creepy stuff that happens to plumbing
1: when it's abandoned. And, mm-hmm. you know, and with all the stresses of outer space, I think g- like a weird, gross thing coming out of the bathtub, as long as it doesn't attack you, I think it's a really cool set piece. Like just like a really cool tone. visual. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What if, it's just, what if it's one of those bugs that's frozen in water in there? And it's like, if if they ask about it, like, you know, or they look it up, like in a log somewhere, it's like, yeah, this happens in between seasons, you just got to clear it out. We don't know. It's only like, it's only ever like five of them. It's not a big deal, you know, (laughs) like that. So like, everybody like knows that these things exist, but they're just, it's always like they're frozen in something. Yeah, I
3: think that works. So maybe a kind of closing question from, from the GM prep perspective, what off the air here? does the GM really need to have, uh, so we're going to have some pre-gen characters for the players. Mm-hmm. I think we should have some pre-gen NPCs to like cover the main pirate crew and then yeah. maybe the handful of NPCs we've done. Whatever, uh, What I mean, we're looking at a pretty lightweight system, I think Chris said, but whatever kind of quote stat block we need for the creatures to just remind the GM what their parameters are. Yeah, uh, yeah anything, and I would. Anything else?
2: I, I would have. Um, this is a, a, a part by the apocalypse thing, but I always like to have this list. A list of, first of all, what are the motivations? Like, write down the motivations for everyone, uh, including the uh, the creatures. Yep. And it doesn't have to be complicated, but the creatures are motivated to eat metal or get water or to. They're a swarm. They want to dominate the environment. Whatever that motivation is, something so I would write that down. Yep. Um, And then um, some impressions. Right. So rather than rely on doing this off the cuff, if they're coming into a cold station, you know, you step into the station and immediately you can see your breath. It's colder than you thought it would be. Just a Mm -hmm. list of sort of, you know, it's darker than you thought it would be or this or, you know, there's a destroyed robot in the corner. Why is that? You don't even have to know why it is. Just impressions that set the tone that you want that you can you can pull out at the appropriate time
3: yeah Mm -hmm. to spin off on that this is i don't want to add a lot of like kind of off-screen work for the gm because the idea here is to mostly have this ready to run here but uh when i like have run fate i try to uh put a couple of descriptors for each location and i just that just reminds me to emphasize those things and it gives the PCs something to like hook into uh you know so whatever this this room is uh lots of puddles of water on the floor and mm-hmm. uh, big pipes uh, crisscrossing the ceiling and temperature is too hot. You know, like that's enough. That's enough to run on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. I think the first thing when I'm doing the actual prep for this, uh, I'm probably going to end up cutting a bunch of rooms. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think they're like, the reality is right. Like the, like what we've defined, I think happens in a five room dungeon sort of setup. Yeah. Right, so maybe you allude to the, there's a game room, like you allude to the fact there's a game room and there's a dining hall and like these things, but it's like you're, you, you don't, you would never go in those, right? Like in this, in this setup. um, Yeah. So, so I mean, like maybe they, they exist and they can, you can go to them if you need a specific thing, but for the most part, like you're, you're mostly going to be focused on like living room, kitchen, dock, you know, like a couple right. of like topiary maze, like a couple of those things.
2: And maybe you need to flee into a room, and it's surprising, and that adds a little color. But
0: yeah, yeah. No to be, you
2: don't need to use all the ideas we gave you. I don't think. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: I wouldn't be afraid, though, to leave those rooms out there, even if it's oh, unlikely uh, to PCs go in there. Just simply because you never know what turns the adventure is going to take. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. And the more locations you have, also, the more places you have to like have the bugs destroy before it gets to the... <laughs> PJs yeah yeah.
0: So, yeah that's true too yeah if you need even if they're just rooms right yeah yeah okay well
3: <laughs> is there anything else we need to cover here or shall we wrap up because we're at we're coming up on the two-hour mark here
0: i feel like we're, I think good. we're good i mean just so people know the reality of, of of gm prep is like you get all these good ideas so like i'll probably spend another two hours ish you know if not more <laughs> you know putting putting stuff together and stuff because like, i don't want to like hide that that part of the process from people it's part of this because like part of the reason we're doing this is to show the process like what like this is how you kind of come up with ideas this is how you you know get them down to a core of what you want to do and this is how you run it and all that um yeah so there's going to be some like yeah off-screen prep we'll try to share that in good places you know kyle's is going to most likely draw a map of this um and he'll yeah, he it sounds like he might even record it and stuff, right? So help him, he can he can talk about that if he wants to. But right, so there's going to be all these like other things that happen after the big brainstorming session to bring it together, and then you put it at the table, and then it's just going to be really fun to see how broken it (laughs) gets right when players actually start to interact with it um like all your great ideas sort of go out the window a little bit although we will we'll have the alien swarm into space there will be a pirate (laughs) yes and space uh, nobody can hear your good idea die
2: yeah i think we should plan
3: on um in a future episode chris i agree with you i don't let's not skip over that like that hard work the gm has to do to take all the cool ideas which are the easy part of this really and mm-hmm. kind of compress them into something that you can actually run. I would love to have a follow up discussion after this is done about like you know how did you take these like twelve cool rooms and twelve cool encounters and fifteen crazy ideas and turn them into a you know a one shot. So let's have that yeah. conversation after you're done.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Um, this is where like if I had a Twitch stream or something, I'd just be like, hey, well join me on this Saturday where I <laughs> spend eight <laughs> hours banging my head against the wall. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. All
3: right. Well, hey, guys, uh, this Um, has been super fun. Uh, Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, John, for joining me and Chris for this. And, um, yeah, the next uh, the next episode will be the playing of this by people who hopefully will uh, will be going in blind. Uh, So we'll forbid them from listening to this planning episode. And, uh,
2: yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And then,
3: for it. real, really quickly,
1: my yeah. hope is that uh, I'll be able to put together a video episode of my show Map Crow on YouTube, um, where I'm kind of putting, and hopefully I can get at least a rough draft of this to Chris mm-hmm. so he can use it uh, while he's oh, gaming. Uh, and then, kind of like a more polished version, will probably be finished, you know, sometime later this year. Uh, so that, that will be, that will be an exciting thing to kind of like edit this down and
3: and put this together. Yeah. That's just amazing.
0: Yeah. So thank you, Kyle,
3: for bringing your artistic talent um, to this process. Mm -hmm. So,
0: all right, Chris, you want to, Chris, you want to sign us off? Oh, yeah, I should sign us off. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say uh, thank you from all of us uh, for listening to this. If you made it this far, you are a super fan, and you, you get all the all the gamer points, I guess, <laughs> for it. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to use my, my signature sign-off here. Remember, if your GMs are having fun, you're a great GM. <laughs> <laughs>